As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. That's where real relationship and trust is built. When we can allow those doubts and those fears to be exposed to him because he is gentle with us. Welcome to Cultivating the Lovely. I'm your host, Mackenzie Kappa. And around here, we know that life is hard and we got to do everything we can to just make it a little bit more lovely. So it's my mission to bring you great conversations, practical tools and information, and a healthy dose of community to help make those things happen. If you want to find out more, you can go to our website at cultivatingthelovely.com, visit our amazing membership community at patreon.com slash cultivatingthelovely, or by connecting with me on Instagram, which is one of my favorite places to interact with all of you. You can find me at Mackenzie Coppa. Thanks so much for joining me today. Okay, ladies, we are doing something very different today, something I don't think I've ever done on the podcast before, and that is to have a solo show. It's just me today talking about some things that are really hitting home and very personal right now, but I think that they are applicable to what we are going through. So we're going to get there in a second, but first of all, I of course want to mention that we have a lot going on in Patreon. We always have a lot going on in Patreon, but we are especially having fun going into July. We are having our Summer of the Rom-Com series going on, where we watch a different romantic comedy every week just to infuse some lightheartedness into our life, and then we get together on a Zoom call and we chat about it. We are also doing some new things for July because we're all sick and tired of how our lives have been going and how we felt trampled by everything going on. And so we decided that we are going to have Take Back Your Life July. And we are putting in accountability partners. We have a July guide that walks you step by step through everything you need to do to get your life back on track. If you just don't want to think about it, if you just want somebody to be like, just do this thing, like for your morning routine, just follow these steps. And you can totally customize it to work for you and your life specifically, but it's a really good anchor and grounding place to be able to work from and move forward through. So we thought we just wanted to be able to present some really practical tools moving into July and starting to get our brains waking back up again to life and planning and taking into account the future and what could happen and getting out of this survival mode. We wanted to just kind of collectively get back there. We are going to have accountability partners for making positive steps forward in our life and really looking 
for the lovely, finding it again, clinging to those three lovely things like we used to do back in the Periscope days, just finding what are the three things that I'm going to do today to make my life lovelier. And we are purposefully seeking those things out and we're doing it together in community and we would love to have you come join us. So we've got our daily lives that are going on and all of that and we want you to be a part of it. So head over to patreon.com slash cultivating the lovely to find out all the details, all the different levels, what they offer. We would love to have you over there. We would also love some positive ratings and reviews on the podcast and iTunes. They make a big difference. And when you follow our sponsors on social media and you visit their websites through the links and the codes that we provide in the show, that's also really helpful. As most of you know, our show has been suffering through COVID on the sponsorship front. That's why there haven't been shows a lot of weeks because they just haven't been sponsored. And believe it or not, the show costs money to run. So we need your guys's help wherever possible to let those sponsors know that their ads are making a difference that they are sparking people's interest in their products and even if you know someone who would be a good fit for our show for sponsorship be sure to have them get a hold of us either in our dms or at boldturquoise at gmail.com so that we can get in touch with them get them our media kit and hopefully set up a mutually beneficial sponsorship that would be really awesome okay now that we're done with all the business side of things. We are going to step into this very different episode today. You guys, I have to admit, any time in my life where I feel unsure about a step moving forward, the person in my life who always tells me, do it, this is going to be great, is Katie Duckett. And so if I get through this whole episode and you all hate it, it's Katie's fault. <laughs> Katie's the one who made me do it. So I'm just going to place the blame on her squarely from the beginning of this show. But it actually is something that I have been mulling around for a while. And then she actually contacted me um, this week and said, you know what? I think this would be a really good idea. And I said, well, I've kind of been thinking about that too. And it was having a solo episode and talking to you guys about sitting with God in the hard places. I think a lot of us have been dealing with this issue for the past, well, 2020 so far, I'd say. A lot of us have been dealing with it. And we all have our own particular things that we struggle with. I mean, we've all had all the stuff going on with the world burning to the ground. But we've also all had our own things. And I think that those seasons come and go for each one of us. And sometimes it can be so incredibly difficult to cling to hope, to sit in the waiting and the uncertainty and still feel like God is there. Like he is showing up, like he sees us, like he knows what is happening personally in our lives and like he cares and he wants to be hands-on with it. Sometimes he can feel so quiet and this has been something that has been really helpful to me as I've been walking through this time lately. I mean, really, it's been years and years of me living in uncertainty and waiting and that quietness of God. It's felt like a lot of times. But especially lately, I wanted to talk to you guys about some things that have helped me, a study that has helped me, um, specific tools, and I'm also actually going to read some verses to you on the podcast. Katie was like, you're a voiceover actor. Get out there and read some scripture to us. And she told me to sing to you guys, and I've done that as well at the end of this episode. I'm sorry. I hope it's not too painful <laughs> for all of you. But okay. 
So basically, this is where I'm coming from, you guys. We have been reading Adore with the Patreon group, and we did it together through the first six chapters and talked about all of those. But then the second, you know, two-thirds of the book are really about these personal studies of different attributes of God. And we've been working through those individually and taking the time that we need with those. And I just love what Sarah Hagerty says in this book about a lot of these things that we are grappling with about the character of God, about the promises that he tells us. A lot of the times they don't feel true. They feel very far. And it can be a struggle to want to take him at his word to want to believe that what he says in his words are true. In fact, just this morning, I took down this fabulous quote that Katie said to me in a Marco Polo, and she said, are we vulnerable enough to take God at his word and let his word work in our lives? And I don't always feel (laughs) that vulnerable. Sometimes it feels too hard. I feel too disappointed. I feel too hurt. I feel like my hopes have been too dashed. And that is what I love about this Adore study is because Sarah Hegarty tells us that even when it doesn't feel true, what we have to do is come back to what we know is true in our brains, and that is the Word of God, and repeat it back, read it back, say it to God, bring it to God and say, this doesn't feel true about you. You know what? He is big enough for us to come to him and say that, to say, God, this doesn't feel true about you right now. I don't know how to believe this. Help my unbelief. He wants us to come vulnerably to him and admit those things because that's when it cracks open our hearts to be able to allow him to get in and do the work that he needs to do. And That's very hard, and sometimes we will continue wrestling over certain things for a long time about God being a restorer. I know that in my life, a lot of times, that doesn't feel true, but I have to keep coming back to him and saying, okay, God, you say that you are the restorer, so show me that. Help me to believe that. Help me to sink into that place with you and know in my deepest parts of my soul that you really are that because right now it feels too hard. And he is okay with us admitting that. He wants us to come and do that because that's where real relationship and trust is built when we can allow those doubts and those fears to be exposed to him because he is gentle with us. And so that is where I keep coming back to. I'm so grateful for this study. If you don't have it yet, I just really want to encourage you to get Sarah Hagerty's new book, Adore. I've had her on the podcast. You can go back and listen to that episode. It is such a powerful book. I think I will probably be working through it all the way through the rest of this year, but it has just been so transformative to me. I think especially when things feel quiet and uncertain, I I need a study like that to help me to go into those very difficult parts and keep bringing them before the Lord. Oh, ladies, going into this summer, I have been looking for all kinds of ways to keep my girls entertained and engaged without them sitting in front of the TV. I want them to really be interested in the things they are doing and expand their imaginations. And one of the ways that I am doing this is with little passports. 
Little Passports is a subscription box full of toys and games for children of all ages that educates and entertains. It's like the best of both worlds. My girls absolutely love it. The Little Passports box is delivered right to your doorstep every month, and each package contains exciting hands-on learning for kids three and up. It takes them to places all over the world, which is really fun because we haven't been able to travel in the past as much as we would want to, and they love getting to learn about all these different places and what life is like for kids there. They absolutely adore it. They also have a USA edition, which is really fun. Or if you wanted to go the science route and feed their inner scientist, they have the Science Expeditions Pack, which is full of cool experiments to try. They even have boxes for younger ones, so everyone is learning right at their learning level. And the Little Passport subscription box is award-winning and has the parent-tested, parent-approved seal. For just $12.95 per month, there's tons to explore right from your home with Little Passports. And just for our listeners, Little Passports is offering 15% off the price of any subscription. That means your child could be flying rockets or looking through a microscope in no time. Use offer code LOVELY at checkout for 15% off your order. That's lovely at littlepassports.com. And so right now I actually want to read some verses, a couple of chapters. It's going to get a little long here, but these are chapters that I've read many times before, but Katie specifically reminded me of recently. And ooh, they feel so, so true um, because they are true, but also because of everything that we have dealt with in the world. And I see even the contentiousness happening between believers And I think that we have to be able to learn to love each other and speak in love to one another, even when we don't necessarily agree on everything. And even when things feel very hard. And these chapters really help me to think accurately about those things and and give myself a good heart check moving forward. The first chapter is Psalm 37. Fret not yourself because of evildoers. Be not envious of wrongdoers, for they will soon fade like the grass and wither like the green herb. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and befriend faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. He will bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as the noonday. Be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not yourself over the one who prospers in his way, over the man who carries out evil devices. Refrain from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not yourself. It tends only to evil. For the evildoers shall be cut off, but those who wait for the Lord shall inherit the land. In just a little while, the wicked will be no more. Though you look carefully at his place, he will not be there. But the meek shall inherit the land and delight themselves in abundant peace. The wicked plots against the righteous and gnashes his teeth at him. But the Lord laughs at the wicked, for he sees that his day is coming. The wicked draw the sword and bend their bows to bring down the poor and needy, to slay those whose way is upright. Their sword shall enter their own heart and their boughs shall be broken. Better is the little that the righteous has than the abundance of many wicked, for the arms of the wicked shall be broken, but the Lord upholds the righteous. The Lord knows the days of the blameless, and their heritage will remain forever. 
They are not put to shame in evil times. In the days of famine, they have abundance, but the wicked will perish. The enemies of the Lord are like the glory of the pastures. They vanish like smoke. They vanish away. The wicked borrows but does not pay back, but the righteous is generous and gives. For those blessed by the Lord shall inherit the land, but those cursed by him shall be cut off. The steps of a man are established by the Lord when he delights in his way. Though he fall, he shall not be cast headlong, for the Lord upholds his hand. I have been young, and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. He is ever lending generously, and his children become a blessing. Turn away from evil and do good. So shall you dwell forever. For the Lord loves justice. He will not forsake his saints. They are preserved forever, but the children of the wicked shall be cut off. The righteous shall inherit the land and dwell upon it forever. The mouth of the righteous utters wisdom, and his tongue speaks justice. The law of his God is in his heart. His steps do not slip. The wicked watches for the righteous and seeks to put him to death. The Lord will not abandon him to his power or let him be condemned when he is brought to trial. Wait for the Lord and keep his way, and he will exalt you to inherit the land. You will look on when the wicked are cut off. I have seen a wicked, ruthless man spreading himself like a green laurel tree, but he passed away, and behold, he was no more. Though I sought him, he could not be found. Mark the blameless and behold the upright, for there is a future for the man of peace. But transgressors shall be altogether destroyed. The future of the wicked shall be cut off. The salvation of the righteous is from the Lord. He is their stronghold in the time of trouble. The Lord helps them and delivers them. He delivers them from the wicked and saves them because they take refuge in him. Wow, right? You guys feeling what I'm feeling there? Holy moly, the Lord does see us. He does know, and it can feel so many times like the wicked are winning. And we have to remember that God sees a much longer game than we do. And it can be really, really hard when we're in it. And that's why we need these words to be able to come back to. And like I was talking about before, and like Sarah Hagerty talks about in her book, Adore, we have to repeat them back again and again to remember and train our minds and our hearts to believe them again. And God will do that work in us if we keep coming back to him. I think that is really the key part of all that. But I've got another really good one that Katie had reminded me of today, and I want to share it as well. And it is Psalm 73, a psalm of Asaph. Truly God is good to Israel, to those who are pure in heart. But as for me, my feet had almost stumbled. My steps had nearly slipped, for I was envious of the arrogant when I saw the prosperity of the wicked. For they have no pangs until death. Their bodies are fat and sleek. They are not in trouble as others are. They are not stricken like the rest of mankind. Therefore, pride is their necklace. Violence covers them as a garment. Their eyes swell out through fatness and their hearts overflow with follies. They scoff and speak with malice. Loftily, they threaten oppression. They set their mouths against the heavens and their tongue struts through the earth. Therefore his people turn back to them and find no fault in them. 
And they say, How can God know? Is there knowledge in the Most High? Behold, these are the wicked, always at ease, they increase in riches. All in vain I have kept my heart clean, and washed my hands in innocence. For all the day long I have been stricken and rebuked every morning. If I had said, I will speak thus, I would have betrayed the generation of your children. But when I thought how to understand this, it seemed to me a wearisome task, until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then I discerned their end. Truly, you set them in slippery places. You make them fall to ruin. How they are destroyed in a moment swept away utterly by terrors. Like a dream when one awakes, O Lord, you rouse yourself, you despise them as phantoms. When my soul was embittered, when I was pricked in heart, I was brutish and ignorant. I was like a beast toward you. Nevertheless, I am continually with you. You hold my right hand. You guide me with your counsel, and afterward you will receive me to glory. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing on earth that I desire besides you. My flesh and my heart may fail. But God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. For behold, those who are far from you shall perish. You put an end to everyone who is unfaithful to you. But for me, it is good to be near God. I have made the Lord God my refuge, that I may tell of all your works. Whew. Well, that one hits me square between the eyes, because it can feel like the wrong side of anything is winning. And oftentimes I slip and I get angry and I say, why am I working so hard when everything else seems to win against me? But it is so good for me to remember that I'm not the first person who has felt that way, that way back in Psalms, they were having that exact same struggle and having to come back to that realization that God is the one who's going to hold us up, that we don't have to hold it all together, that we will slip, but he is our strength. And we continually have to go into his sanctuary to get perspective on what is actually happening, on that long range view, on everything that is going on in our lives to make any sort of sense of it we have to try to see it through his lens and a lot of times it does not make sense to us but we have to keep coming back to him it is not easy it is super super challenging and frustrating and it can even feel scary but that is something that i have been working through continuously for the last few years, but especially been pressing into for the last couple of months, this long range view of God. And when I come up against people I disagree with, or I feel even attacked by remembering that even when it feels like I'm not winning, God has a bigger picture and he does love justice and that he wants good to win and that he has a plan for even these very, very difficult things. Okay, you know, I couldn't leave this without giving some like nitty gritty one, two, three list sort of advice because that's just how I am and how I work and how I process things. So in addition to reading the word and coming back to these things and using that Adore study that I was talking about by Sarah Higgerty, there have also been some practical steps that I have been taking to help process my big feelings and emotions and frustrations during this time in my life. 
And one of the big things that I've especially been using throughout 2020 has been journaling. And it has been a very interspersed type of journaling of writing down my feelings and things that are happening. And then it seems like a lot of the time it just ends up organically flowing into prayers that I write out. And when I actually am penning them with my hand in long form, writing out everything that is on my heart, but in a plea to Jesus, I find that I'm able to go much deeper than when I am just doing it in my head or laying in my bed praying For some reason, getting the words out on the paper and writing them out helps me to process them more thoroughly than I otherwise would and I think get to the heart of where my real frustrations lie or what I'm really thinking. And a lot of times I will feel pretty pent up with what it is that's going on in my head or how to process things until I can actually get it out on the paper. And once I have written it out, it helps me to just kind of get my brain straight. I don't feel as foggy anymore. I feel like I've made a little bit more sense out of everything that's bouncing around in my head through all the chaos of normal everyday life when I can get those few minutes to just be able to really put all those thoughts down and work through them, I come away with more peace and calmness and usually even the ability to sleep better once I have actually processed those things out and written them. Another way that I really cling to, my number two, for getting my thoughts processed and also getting good perspective is leaning into trusted counsel from friends. Having those couple of friends who really know all my my dark parts and my deepest fears and my hardest things that are sometimes difficult for me to process and allowing them to step into that space and taking heed of what they say because a lot of times they have perspective that I cannot glean on my own. It's sort of the next step after the journaling, after I've processed all the things out on paper and kind of put them in a sequential pattern that I can then follow and allow my brain to rest on. It's this verbal processing with a trusted friend that not only takes it a step farther and allows me to make a little bit more sense of those thoughts that I've been having, but also gives me that perspective that I can't have on my own. I know these are friends who pray about what they say to me and they pray over what I've told them and they return back with just fresh eyes and a different personality and a different way of being able to look at things and make sense of them that I can't think of on my own. And I'm so, so grateful for that community of being able to press into them and then being able to do the same thing for them as well. I think it's kind of a hedge of protection over us and an ability to encourage one another in our walk with the Lord and in our relationships with other people and It's just been so clarifying and helpful to be making healthy steps forward when I'm able to get their eyes on a situation that I'm dealing with in my heart. And the last thing that I think I go to a lot, especially it's kind of leaning into that four wing, I would say for sure. But sometimes one of the ways that I really need to go deep with my emotions because that's hard for me to do as an Enneagram 3. I like to tamp them down and keep them in place and not really deal with them. But if I'm really needing to uncork some things, (laughs) if I have been stuffing too much down and I need to really process and go there, 
then music is a really great way for me to kind of pull all of that junk out. It's like somebody else has already put the words and the melody to what I'm feeling and it helps me to process things. A lot of times when I listen to certain songs, I just think this is exactly what I've been thinking and what I've been feeling and I needed to go there. Sometimes that can be dangerous too, but I think it can be a really good thing. And whether, you know, you're listening to great worship songs like Bethel or Hillsong or Ren Collective or even some solo artists like Lauren Daigle or Nicole Nordman or another favorite of mine that I like to go back to. I know she's had controversy in more recent years, but Jennifer Knapp's original Kansas album, it just gets me. And so many of those songs seem to be able to pinpoint struggles that I'm having in my own heart. Obviously, they were written about things she was dealing with, but I can have them shed light on what I deal with in my own life. And sometimes just, you know, cranking up those babies and singing them full blast in the shower, not only is cathartic just because singing is cathartic for me, but it helps me to be able to process exactly what I'm feeling and the shame or the disappointment or whatever it is that I'm struggling with. If I can do that through song, it helps me to just calm my heart and kind of get out those emotions, force them to bubble to the surface and be dealt with instead of just continuously tamping them back down and not wanting to deal with them. So those are just a few ways, ladies, that I am hoping if you are sitting in a time where you are wrestling with God in a hard place, that you maybe feel a little bit of freedom from this episode to do that, to know that God is not disappointed with you if you need to wrestle through things with him, that he wants to meet you in that place and that he's still good even when it doesn't feel like he's good and he's still there even when it doesn't feel like he's there. And sometimes it's just a matter of us repeating those things back and going back to the word and being willing to get vulnerable and process out those thoughts and emotions and get other people's eyes on them and even, you know, sing a little bit and get some music involved in there to really be able to grapple with where our lives are at right now and be able to work through them and get back to a spiritually healthy place and I would say even a mentally healthy place and it's a continuous process of having to do these things over and over again as we encounter new struggles and challenges but I think that these are some pretty key tools to be able to sit with God in those hard places and I hope you have found this to be somewhat helpful to you today. That's my prayer anyway. It felt a little bit disjointed. I'm not used to doing this on my own. I'm much better on my own if I'm on video, which of course we do in the Patreon group, and I would love to have you guys join us over there. But I hope that you guys could be blessed by this today in these difficult times. And in wrapping up, I'm going to get super vulnerable here, and I just wanted to share with you guys a song that I recorded, just a cappella. I sang It Is Well With My Soul. It is one of the songs that I kind of cling to through difficult times, and Katie made me do it. (laughs) So here you go, ladies. It Is Well With My Soul. When peace like a river attendeth my way when sorrows like sea billows roll whatever my lot thou hast 
has taught me to say it is well it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul my sin oh the bliss of this glorious thought my sin not in part but the whole is nailed to the cross and i bear it no more praise the lord praise the lord oh my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul it is well with my soul it is well it is well with my soul all right That's it for this week, ladies. Go be bold and gracious. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.